podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And welcome to Terps Podcast. My name is Craig Cairns, and I'm joined once again by Chris Awelmo. How are you doing, Chris? Very good, thank you. You joined us last night, so much, very much the happier, mate. <laughs> Your pubs are open and ours aren't, so unbelievable. Yeah, so I can go back and forth, can't I? You know what I mean? It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> we have to wait until Monday before we can have a drink together instead of, as we were saying before we came on air, having pizza on a park bench together. Yeah, made, make make it, it made it sound more romantic than it actually was there. It, it's it nice. The, the, it was a nice kind of nice light, wasn't it? The sun was out. You know what I mean? It was freezing, but still, you know what I mean? It was good. And we've got another guest on that laugh you heard in the background. There is Liam Corbett from This Is My Story podcast. How are you, Liam? I'm very good, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, could you just before we get started? Could you tell me a podcast that you haven't been on in the last few weeks? I, I know. It's, it's, I'm, I need to get a PA. I need to get somebody to help me with all these. Uh, all these appointments to be honest with you I've been ripping the arse at it because I am going back to work sadly as Chris has just said he's got to go to the pubs my world I work in retail so we have to go back to work next week so this is my 15 minutes of fame I'm taking it and then I'll, reti- <laughs> I'll retire into the background and let some other nutcase harps fans rant and rave across all the platforms well we'll get to that later in the show we will uh, talk about hearts this season but first uh, last week uh, Chris and I recorded with uh, Jordan Allison from Show Racism the Red Card and timing seemed to be against us because not long after we came off air the the, the judgement was made on Cadella but it looks like Cadella's actually they're going to go to the court of arbitration for sport to appeal this um, and Chris just first of all what, what were your thoughts on the on the judgement and, uh, and the fact that they might appeal it well, my thought in the judgment was, was was laughable again. You know, I think it was a a chance for uh, uh, UEFA to to kind of it was a real opportunity for them to kind of stamp down and set a precedent that there's no zero tolerance means zero tolerance, and I just don't feel that they've done that. They've given the minimum. Now we understand it's 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 very difficult to prove, even though there is a witness. I'm sure they have. Uh, I heard at the time as well that uh, there was a few of the black players for Slavia as well that uh, that approached some of the Rangers players saying that that's what they experienced uh, most days. So again, I know there's an investigation. We've got to try and trust in that process. I guess it's the character witness. They say what the players like, what he's what he's like around the place, what he's like to the other black players. I know that Slavia Prague actually put pictures out of him actually with black players. Like it's oh yeah, this is who he's close to, which is a bit of a shambles as well. Uh-huh. I was disappointed. It was a chance. And, but I'll say it again. You know, racism is a society problem. Football has a lot of power. Uh, in society and football's going to get judged on these incidents happening time and time again so football should deal with it accordingly and and, and, I, don't, and I don't feel they've done that now Cadella I understand he'll have every right to go uh, to court appeal it uh, and again it's if anything it'll get looked into with a little bit more uh, scrutiny you know what I mean they'll look at it a little bit more depth they'll interview Zungu and you can see and it's one of those things you look at Kamara you look at Zungu's reaction you know as soon as as soon as he covers his mouth, as soon as he says what he says, you can see the reaction. You know that he's not said, "You you effing guy." 
you know that he's not said that. It's, it's you know what I mean. So, uh, I just feel that if he does go and appeal it, I think then it's it's a possible that it will be uh, extended to a, to a greater ban, which should have been done in the first place. You know, after what we spoke about with Jordan last week, I've had chats with Shaka Hislop, uh, Jed Grebe, the the CEO uh, of Show Racing the Red Card, and and they want a one year ban, a one year ban for education, uh, and it's a two strike. So the second time, if it happens again you're gone for life and I cannot understand that because education is what we're all trying to talk about you know let's educate you know the uh, obviously Wales have put it on the curriculum anti-racism mm-hmm. you know that's where we want to get to in Scotland and England and then just like but these governing bodies that like, look, look look let me be honest with you look at this this uh, this super uh, super European league right look at the reaction that that's had why hasn't racism had that that reaction why hasn't all the governing bodies the prime minister the government all come out with their statements to say you know what let's let's not this yeah exactly craig exactly because you know what i just made a money sign which isn't very good for audio i know (laughs) i thought you were recording this visually as well no it's one of them but yeah it's one of them it's uh it's it doesn't hurt in the pocket but you know what it'd be nice for everyone to get on board the way that this is because you know look what's happened arsenal's pulled out Man City's pulled out of this. Wait a minute. That's the power. That's the power that all these governing bodies have when they come together. So why isn't racism dealt with in the exact same way? You know what I mean? And it's not just me saying that because I'm black. It's, I'm, I'm hearing it from all from all people. It's like, like pa- Patrick Bamford. Delighted that he came out and said, that, well, wait a minute. Why isn't all these issues getting dealt with with the same ferocity? You know what I mean? I don't understand it. But again, so... Uh, We'll see. We'll see. It's another step forward. I know that there's going to be some sort of uh, uh, document put forward to to UEFA uh, from show racing the red card. I know that it's something, again, it's all about timing. This week, it's all about the Super League. There's no point in coming out because that's 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 got legs in itself. Jose Mourinho was fired the other day, by the way. Did you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> I, think he got fi- I think he got five, ten minutes on Sky. And that was it, done. It was all about... It's crazy. It's crazy. It's the power of the media. So let's 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 try and let's try and focus their attention on what what is important. You know, okay, the Super League we understand it does affect the pyramid of football. It is a priority. Racism. It's right up there beside it. So let's focus. Give, let's give it the same attention. Yeah. And you know what? These incidents we don't. Nobody wants to see it in football. You know, if you if if, if you don't mind it, then you're ignorant. You're being ignorant to it. So uh, hopefully we do move forward. We we can address it. And football as a as a as a individual separate governing body can just can just get rid of it altogether. But again, we're, we're miles away at the minute. Miles away. Yeah, it seems to have consumed the the news as well, not just the sports news. It's it, it's been top of the the news bulletins and things like that. And even uh, Boris Johnson's briefing yesterday, every journalist asked a question about the what he was announcing and another question about the Super League. It was it, it just seems to have consumed uh, everything at the moment. Um, Liam, what what are your thoughts on the the kind of punishments well, was, for these kind of things? I was going to I was going to jump in, but Chris Fingy, that I think Chris is right. The the reaction to the racism is you even had it up here you have people in the media saying well we can't he's not been proved guilty yet so we can't we can't call him a racist we, we have to see all the facts or whatever and Chris will know better than us because he's played football nobody runs that length of time to get to someone and then says oh you effing guy and yep. they get the reaction that came out of it you, you have to be that's premeditated 
you don't run all that way to say that. It'd be like you running up to somebody in a bar for a fight and going, I shot it after running one end to the pub to the other. It, he knows what he was doing, but look at the reaction, like we said, when money's involved in p- potential big thing. I, I joked on Twitter saying, Kamara should have said that he ran over to him and told him to use Paddy Power. Because Paddy <laughs> Power isn't sanctioned by UEFA. And he probably would have got a £500,000 fine and banned for three years for yeah, advertising yeah. a non-sanctioned yeah. thing. Do you know what I mean? He, embarrassing. To be honest, You're spot on. It's embarrassing. And to be yeah. honest with you, see, if he does, um, in the camp of you, I hope he's well within his rights to appeal. That's the world that we live in. But if he's proven guilty, he should get a harder a harder ban. Uh, he's, yeah. if, he's, if he's bothered to do it, he's been found guilty twice then by association and he should be punished accordingly. But to be honest, if it gets reduced or even unthinkably taken away to be honest Glenn Kamara should come out and just say do you know what everybody take a free game ban punch a racist who cares free games if that, if that's what it's going to have to take take it because that's what would happen in the stands that's what happened in the 80s and the 90s when people were throwing bananas at uh, yeah. black players up and down the country people started fighting but yeah don't get me wrong there was casual culture in there and they were fighting but people started just calling folk out and battering folk and I hate saying stuff like that because it's daft but the government bodies aren't doing anything about it football has to start to take it back Rangers were right not to walk off the park but I believe the Rangers players all spoke and said that they didn't want to Kamara was at the front of that saying no just like just play that's interesting that's interesting do you not think by as soon as it happens the, the team walk off yeah, that, uh, that that then hurts the pockets, doesn't it? That then yep. the club the club then will obviously be affected by it, but then the club then go to the, the pills that be and say, you know what, we, we support the players in doing that. Look what happened at the PSG match when it was the fourth yep. official. You understand? Yep. It, it, it got it got it back on it got us back talking about it. It got it got it got it got dealt with there and then. And that I, I feel it's like you want it to happen so that the players have to walk off the pitch so that then someone then has to step up in front and say, you know what, right, we have to do something about this. And it's, it's like it has to consistently happen for them to say, you know what, we need, right, we, we're going to deal with this. Because, well, I, because I was clubs, gonna say, uh, you're right, you're absolutely yeah. right. But what I would say is an even more poignant point would be what if there was protocols where the referee walked them off the park? The bang referee on, blew his whistle off and told, we'll, we'll stay. You're here in hotels anyway. We'll finish the game tomorrow, but we're investigating that because it's it's illegal. To, yeah. If I racially abused you now, you could phone yeah. the police. Yeah. They'd come to my house and I'd be arrested. So why? Because you're in the confines of playing football, does that make it acceptable? Do you know what Spot I mean? On. So Spot the on. players, the problem that I have is look at the reaction for Slavia Prague. Look at the reaction to Arsenal taking the knee against them. That's not a club that's them proper investigations to say no no we didn't want to do this did they not they're, accept the ban as well this is like they said they said no, no, they, at the time they accepted they, they it and now they're appealing it, it. But they accepted it but they never said that they never apologised the, what they said was that uh, Cadella was wrong for approaching Kamara mm. they never admitted guilt there was no admission of guilt there and even Cadella's statement says you know what I apologise for approaching Kamara mm. but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm still innocent Aye. I never said what they said that I said so Slavia Prague said exactly the same it was embarrassing you know yeah, the, embarrassing. the two comments from both but I think you said what would imagine the reaction if Rangers had walked off look at the reaction from Slavia Prague to the incident no, re- no accountability no responsibility Spot they back. would have just went straight to UEFA 
we go through, find them, they walk off the park. And I think Kamara's right in the sense that that then deflects from that situation because that opens a debate again about was it right to walk off the park? Was it wrong to walk off the park? If the referee blowed the whistle and said, everybody off, we're not playing anymore until this is fixed, I think that's the stance that needs to be taken because look at what's happening in Italy with players walking off and all that sort of stuff. It doesn't fix anything. It just creates a deflection argument about yeah, but is those it players right in Italy walk are walking off individually so when yep. the player so basically if we're in a team and I come up and say to you Craig as captain and say look I've just been racially abused there right you say you know what right back boys that's us done we're off we yep. all walk off together whereas in Italy you see them trying to grab them to stop them from walking off all the players from Aye. the other team and his own team it's not you know so it needs to be a it needs to be a complete unity you know a collective and it needs to and be I, one of those things that, yeah, it's like one of those, I think it was England against Bulgaria. They got racially abused in the second half as well, you know, because they were three or four nil up at half time, they never walked off. The fans walked out, the, the three strike rule, they approached yep. the referee, the referee was aware of it. He then stopped it for a couple of minutes in the first half. They, 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 they got back onto playing. Second half, it should have been stopped. The referee, like you say, if the referee says, you know what, I'm aware of it, I can see it, it's off if it comes from the fans. If it's from a player, it's a completely different thing. You know, but like you say, it should be stopped right there and then. Police brought in, investigated the powers that be, and then the, the, the game the game replayed. Like you say, in hotels or whatever it may be, replayed the next day, the day after that, whatever it is. But it has to happen. It has yeah, it to does. happen. But the sanctions and the punishments need to be a deterrent as well for me. And I tell you something, if Cadella, if there was a lifetime ban or a two or three year ban, Cadella doesn't make that. Like you said, yep. he, it was a calculated thing. It was premeditated. They knew what he was going to do, but if he if he had the time to think about that, and he thinks, wait a minute, it's too it's, it's a lifetime ban if I get found guilty. It doesn't happen. It doesn't no. tell you now. It doesn't happen. Yeah, I agree. It seems agree. like we have a anti-racist dog in full agreement in the background there. <laughs> uh, that's my that's my dog. She hates racists. <laughs> uh, we'll move on. The reason we've got you on the show, Liam, is to talk about hearts. I suppose the where we can I just step in here then. Yes, on you go. On you go. Two hearts fans, you <laughs> must be absolutely delighted. Champions back in the pre- back in the SPFL must be delighted. The job was done. You know what I mean? Got re- re- relegated. You know wrongfully. I get it's been an absolute an absolute demoted. disgrace. Demoted, yeah, demoted, <laughs> demoted, and it was an absolute <laughs> disgrace. But you know what? Done the job. Why? Yep. come in. You got promoted. Still games to spare. Boom. Why are you trolling me on my own show? <laughs> why, why is it then this tears, Craig you told us this was going to be a, a nice laugh you didn't tell me this was happening <laughs> well I uh, wanted to no. create some debate and that's that's what we have so Liam tell us why, why are Hearts fans unhappy well as everything it's all about perspective and context isn't it I understand from the outside world I live in the Hearts world as the UK I'm a Hearts fan I'm a season ticket holder my dad is my pals are I'm on a Hearts podcast my life is consumed with hearts. It's over-amplified now because as we spoke about there, I'm sitting on my arse watching it on the telly when I would normally be in the pub. Like yeah. we all say yourself, you know, we watch a game. I used Air United away. I think it was the end of January or maybe in December. We drew, we won 1-0, but it was terrible, terrible game. But it was a Friday night game on the telly, away to Somerset Park, away to Air. They're the games we would have got in the pub early, got in the supporters bus, watched the game, the game would have been dreadful but we, we win, you would have moaned 
all the way back came on the supporters bus and the next game day you'd woke up and you'd have forgot all about it it'd have been acceptable so I understand like Chrissy's arguments there from the outside I can understand why people are looking in and thinking hang on a minute like job done what they're moaning about after last year the absolute most important thing for Hearts was getting back up absolutely 100% I get that argument but again it's perspective and context when it comes to to Hearts the bare minimum that was expected of Hearts with the £9 million budget playing in the league that we're playing in was to gain promotion now I also understand the argument that that's easier said than done look at Rangers yep. you know they didn't come up because we were in it and we won that league and then it took Hibs three seasons to get out of it I took Dundee United two seasons to get out of it I absolutely get that argument but last night if you take hearts away from it sums up exactly why I have my own frustrations with this is we've played 25 games we have failed to win 10 of them and last night again we play and drop points Dundee and Cali Fissel who were the tipped to be our biggest sort of challengers, played last night as well and dropped points. At every opportunity that those clubs have had to mount any form of run to challenge us, they've, they've dropped points. And that's one of the biggest frustrations is this isn't the same league that Rangers struggled to get out of because there was Hearts, Hibs, Rangers, there was a very good Falkirk team at the time, there was Livingston, there was Queen of the South who were very good. Same for Hibs as well. This championship this season because of all the factors that affect Hearts and everybody has been pretty poor Hearts are winning it with 50 points uh, there was 81 available I just think the context of the season as a whole has been highly disappointing last night was our fifth consecutive away draw for the first time in our history we've drawn five away games in a row now that's fine in the Premier League you would say right fair enough you know you've went to Pataudry and got a draw you went to Far Park you've got a draw but the draws have come against Arbroath they've come against Morton they've come against Cali Thistle the standard of the team that we're playing is what worries me for next season about people saying Robbie's done what he needs to do now he has to get next season you also then add into the mix that we've lost to Aloha for the first time in our history they knocked us out the League Cup we've been knocked out the Scottish Cup to Barora Rangers and at the start of the season Hearts were playing in four competitions three of them knockout competitions Robbie Nielsen in his whole tenure first and second time at Hearts has only ever won one knockout game in a row at Hearts he's never won back-to-back knockout games he wins one match and that's it so there's a whole host of things and I know that Chris is going to be like ah but that's he's done what he's doing I'll say this to you because you've said there right now 10 games uh, that you've that you've lost or failed to win won, basically failed Aye. to win this season right so do you think it would be the same if the fans were in, in, in because you've got to remember difficult times it doesn't matter you put budgets and all that out the window 9 you of course you're saying fans fans are what make football and that's yep. not just that's not just for you going to the no, pub and, and traveling. That's for that's for me talking as a as an ex footballer. The buzz when you when you arrive at a ground and you see the fans there and you walk out and you get that excitement, you get that nervousness. You know, mm. the players have had to create that themselves. Now, I know you're talking about Rangers failing to do it when when Hearts and Hibs and all that were in the league, but this is when it's this is this is this is unprecedented this this season. This was always going to be difficult. This is it was always going to be difficult even in the in the in, in the in the Scottish Premiership because 
and this is why you got to remember this is why probably Rangers is, have done so well because fans aren't there you know but it's an interesting one that you say that the job has been done and I understand that and I know that you're sitting saying uh, Robbie Nielsen is second, he's only ever won one knockout game there is a lot of expectation on Hearts being a massive club but surely and I, and I hate using it that if there is ever going to be a season that it's a free hit it's just about getting over the line doing the job it's going to be this season with the climate that we're all living in like yeah. you're sat there with, 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 your, with your ACL completely done you can't really, you can't really go and, and watch it and enjoy it with your friends, family, and and, and do the the home games and the. But the players have got to in, create that intensity themselves. The manager himself has got to motivate the players to go out there, and that's why you get these freak results. Look at Celtic. Well, Look at I'm yeah, a Celtic fan. Look at Celtic. If Celtic had the fans in, Celtic are up there challenging right to the end because it makes a difference it creates an intensity that the players need it creates an atmosphere that the likes of uh, if, if, if it's Hearts Hearts have that exact same fact if it's Arbroath A United Morton if they're coming to the it's 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 it's, it's, it's so nerve wracking mm. because the, the, the support that Hearts have it makes a massive difference I agree with so what you're I'm, saying I'm, to an extent there because I think um, I think what you're saying is there'll be times because I think there's been studies done which suggest that the ball's been out of play less this season and things like that and no, there's been studies done that the players are covering less distance yeah as well. so I think less tackles getting made so, so I think crowds do cause game, urgency sometimes yes but I think at yeah. places like Tynecastle that can go both ways sometimes because sometimes uh, that can encourage the players to do well but if hearts start badly it's one of the most unforgiving home supports for um, well for, we all are yeah as we, we said as we've said in my my short media career when I was on Sports Sound <laughs> the other week, uh, I'd spoke about John Collins had said the exact same point, and I and I get it. I absolutely get it. I, my counter argument about the Rangers thing is I actually think Rangers have been as good as they are now is because they've had the same core of squad that are trained relentlessly, and anybody that's joined in has sort of been specific positions and pinpoint with his Celtics. On the other hand, they've tried to recruit and it's not worked for them. Added in with COVID, you know, your Kamalas, your the goalkeeper Barkas and all that coming to a different country and having to stay in a flat in Glasgow and not being able to socialise with us. The Rangers boys all know each other. That will yeah. help. And it's the same at Hearts. We've got that now. You know, we had Jamie Walker on the podcast and just by things that he said, it sounded like the dressing room was a morgue. It sounded horrible because they couldn't talk to each other they were in in different different times so I, I absolutely understand all that but one of the things I'd said on Sports Sound about the, the thing is the problem Robbie Nielsen is the tip of the iceberg for the problem at Hearts and in a certain extent I feel really sorry for Robbie because the anger was there before the court of arbitration stuff last season with the club it was all it was aimed at Levine and his tenure and being able to build the club in his image and the failings of that and sticking with him for too long and the anger was at Budge and in Levine and the background stuff and all that. Court of arbitration deflected all that. We all got behind the club. We tried to fight our demotion and all that. And then we brought in Robbie and everybody. I was behind Robbie at the time, so I thought, brilliant. He understands what hearts are all about. He's a hearts guy. He's the sort of we've got this bullish attitude of right let's get back on so let's get back up and let's get fine so the fans were kind of united about that but that let the players away with the season before you know we finished bottom of the league 
before all right don't get me wrong there's 24 points left to play for but we'd won four games all season we were absolutely dreadful we wasted money year after year and I'd look to see that actually in the whole tenure of Anne Budge since she took over Hearts do you want know, to take a guess what her win percentage at home at Tynecastle is do you want know to know what her win percentage is at Tynecastle this bastion of football it's 41% so oh, right, okay. 41% is our win rate yeah. at home so again I get the argument about fans would make a big difference but Craig's very right for a while now things at the club have been simmering and performances and again it's one of the things that worries me about this rebuild culture that we have at the club every six months we're, we're saying it now we're saying next season half the players that are in the squad now won't be here next year we're going to rebuild well they won't like, be because age-wise there's, there's about seven eight players out of contract isn't there so no, that, there that's, is, that's, that, that, that's naturally going to happen isn't it Exactly. And then there's another thing there that you've brought up that, that's a bit disappointing with this season as well is Scott McGill came on last night with 15 minutes to go. They were the only 15, they're the first 15 minutes of the season to anybody under the age of 20. He's the only academy graduate to play this season. In the league games, I Hearts. think that's... that's in league yeah, games. Yeah. Uh, and that would be fine. I know that the counter-argument to that is, I know, but we can't take the risks. We have to get out of the league. And a lot of them are that. on loan because there's no... There's no, no training. There's not reserve. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, the the no under reserve. whatever's league isn't on. So so a lot of them aren't at the club. So there's there's kind of that as well. I'm kind of... You've kind of described something that I'm kind of unsure about. I mean, Nielsen, I think... I mean, a few weeks ago, I kind of wanted a change of manager. But now I'm not so sure because I think, what's the point in just cutting off the head if if everything else below it is rotten, basically? And I think that... I think it's the... It's how the club is being run that seems to be the issue at the moment, uh, the, the bigger issue than than what's going on in the, on the park. I think we need to sort that out first before things on the park get better. That's kind of where I am at the moment. Well, you, but that the politics of a football club is is always going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, from from the top to the manager, he, he's not only dealing with the, the squad of players, he's dealing with, with with above as well, and it'll be even more so in this climate. But. On, on the back of what Liam said there like, look at the negativity of last year like you say won only four games still 24 points to play for you were demoted right Robbie Nielsen brings in what is it was he brought in was it eight nine players he brought in 13 uh, he's brought in uh, 13 well, players over the season in, yeah still with that negativity and like you said you've interviewed the players on your podcast and, and they can't go out and socialise they can't get that team that team unity they can't go out they still got they, they still won it so again, we a little bit of normality coming back. We Robbie Nielsen giving a little bit more funds to to invest and bring in more players for them to actually be able to gel as a as a football team should be able to gel. Because you've you've said about Rangers, they've had that core there, they've had that 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 collective bond, that unity. They're all so it was easy for them. Whereas Celtic, another massive club, has tried to invest and bring players in in this climate. Very difficult for players to integrate into the dressing room. Well, he's brought in, like you say, fourteen players. It's not. It's. It's. They've, they've got promoted, but it's not been convincing. But they're still ten points clear, or whatever, nine points, eleven points clear at the at the top of the championship. So I just feel that when we when hearts get back, when when the, the climate gets back to normality, Robbie's going to be under pressure anyway next season to start well. You understand? We, un- know, we understand 100%. that. But if he's then given investment to bring people in. 
the players can go out and, like you say, socialise and do their pre-season, go on their pre-season tour and create a feel-good factor because, trust me, it, it, it means so much for players to be able to do that. Oh, I know that, I know that. And, and then, you know what, like you say, and they start well. Bloody hell. It, it's that, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it has the potential with the size of hearts is, and I know there's, there's, there's a little bit of, like you say, how, how the club's run and the investment and we all all football fans want to see young players getting brought through but a club has to be doing okay or that young player has to be exceptional to be thrown in you understand because there's certain of pressures course. of that, that coming through now I just feel that yeah we're all fans we've, we've all got opinions and, and, and rightfully so there's no wrong opinion but it's your football club your football club you love your football club you understand you're going to follow hearts through thick and thin so why not say you know what right okay after what Scottish football threw at us last year which was an absolute disgrace by the way we've still we've still answered we've still got out of league a, a, a piss poor league if you want to say that but you still yep. done it yep. you still done it in a different, difficult climate when normality comes back I then think that then if it's still the same I think your arguments and your, your, are justified because there's no excuse. There's no excuse. The pandemic is getting used as an excuse for many things, but as a football fan that follows hearts and watches every single game, you must understand that it's not normality. Of course it's the not. the players, it must be difficult. No, of course. And look, I've said that throughout all of this. I totally and utterly understand all those arguments. My counterpoint to that with the, in terms of, what if we do start the season badly next season? You know, you give Robbie the summer, he gets to rebuild, he brings in 13 players again and we fail to win our opening three or four matches. You've been in dressing rooms, you've been at football clubs yourself where you know that the fans are already against the manager. You then fail to perform. He then, like a sort of thing like Neil Lennon situation where we're then saying, right, do we give him the first round of fixtures? and hope that we get better, then that leaves three rounds of fixtures left because that's what we've done with Levine. We started the season under Craig Levine when the fans didn't want him. We had the Scottish Cup final against Celtic. We lost 2-1, but we played brilliant. It was a great game. That was the jumping off point for Levine. That should have been your perfect way to go away. You've got 30,000 Hearts fans at Hamden. Do your lappy honour, take your applauds and move on because the season before that had been a travesty as well and again it's perspective and, and sort of expectations versus context Hearts for us are the third biggest club in Scotland we haven't been that for a long time Yeah, the club are already talking about next year wanting to finish in the top six if Hearts fail to finish in the top four next season we become the second worst run in the club's history of finishing outside the top four in Scotland which means I know to fans that aren't Hearts and Aberdeen or Hibs it's you know you're measuring who's got the weirdest willy type thing it doesn't actually make any difference because Celtic Rangers win everything but to us that's what matters yeah if again we did that we, we gave Levine the first round of fixtures and we were rubbish and everybody was angry and moaning and it was like right let's get to January because if we get to January you can rebuild we get a pre-season mini pre-season Five, we'll start five, five games Liam. five games he's getting judged on Robbie Nielsen know, because the, of the, the negativity the first five look games at, look at how hard it is to change that slide though because we changed it with Stendhal and nothing changed 
you know, Celtic have, have changed it with Lennon and realistically nothing's changed under Kennedy, although Kennedy was part of the, yeah, the team. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? And it's difficult. I totally and utterly understand it. It's very difficult to judge this season because of COVID. But everything at the club, everything under Robbie Nielsen points to it's a massive, massive risk to go again. Again, you talk about budgets, right? So here's here's some five paper math for you, right? Last season, Hearts sold 13,000 virtual season tickets. 13,000. The most outside of Celtic and Rangers. You take that, that my bought my season ticket was £400. That's what, my, that's what I paid last season to watch what I've watched this season. That's nearly £7 million of season ticket sales. At the end of this season, the foundation of Hearts will, will have stood and have invested £12 million into the football club. James Anderson, the mystery benefactor that's been propping up Ann Budge in the football club, has invested personally £15 million. If you take that over Ann Budge's tenure, the seven years that she's been here, it's over £60 million just from the fans' pocket invested yeah. into the club. Yeah. And for that, we've had one, one season where we finished third. We finished fifth, we finished sixth, we finished sixth, we finished twelfth. Now we're finished, we've won the championship. We've had two seasons in the championship under Ann Budge. That's what I'm talking about, about the expectation of the football club is we simply cannot start next season poorly. We have to. And I think, look at Hibs and Aberdeen. They are light years ahead of Hearts right now. And if you look at Kilmarnock, have just got Tommy Wright in, who I believe will turn that club around. He's He's got proven record. St Johnston under uh, Callum Davidson has been superb. David Martindale will get a pre-season at Livingston. John Hughes, if County stay up, is proven in the, the SPFL. He's a great manager. This league that we're, we're coming up to, Hearts have to absolutely hit the ground running because there isn't... Look at last night, we played Morton. We had one shot on target in 90 minutes. Like I said, we've had five consecutive draws those away games aren't going to be Arbroath and Ayr and Morton and Cali next season they're going to be Motherwells who are looking good under Graham Alexander they're going to be Hamilton's who look again are going to avoid probably relegation with Brian Rice these are going to the step up in quality for me is massive compared to what we're playing and Hearts simply can't afford to take risks and hoping that a rebuild works this time when for the last seven years we've had two rebuilds a season and the decline still hasn't been reversed. So that's my biggest worry. Excellent. Well, I think that's us at about time there. Thanks for joining us again, Liam. Where can folk find you uh, and your podcast? You can get us on Twitter at This My Story Pod. And we're also on YouTube trying to do live reactions and all that sort of stuff as well. So you can catch us on YouTube. Just search This Is My Story Podcast. Nice one. Thanks again for coming. And Chris, thanks again. Brilliant. And I'll see you again next week. Right. Thanks, gentlemen. Cheers. All the best, guys. Good luck. Yeah, Take thank care. you, my man. Thanks for talking. No worries. Cheers. No worries. Cheers, Pleasure. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.